0: Hey, 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 it's me, the Kentucky Guy. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Red Pill Current News Podcast. On this episode, we have a special guest joining the show today. Uh, she is a psychic and a medium, Dominique. Uh, she talks all about how to use our voice to heal, the, everything going on in this big, crazy world, and how she helps people come over their fears and giving a past loved one even a voice she's also a psychic she does readings and combo readings as well and i think you guys will really find this episode very interesting once again thank you for listening to the red pill Curry news podcast All right, and welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your host, your truth finder, the truth seeker, award winning, host of all, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody's having a fantastic day today. If this is your first time listening, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button, no matter which platform you're listening to us on. We are currently on Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora. And the list goes on. Also, for you sports fans, I do co-host with Donnie Cage against the Matt Wrestling Podcast. We drop new episodes there twice a week, every Tuesday and Saturday. On this show here, if you'd ever like to be a guest or have any questions for myself, you can always email us at O-L, Kentucky spelled out, O-Kentucky99, at Yahoo.com. We do drop two to three episodes here each and every week. So be sure to hit that follow button. So I am very excited. We do have a special guest with us today on, our, uh, on this episode. So I want a big round of applause and everybody help join and welcome me. She's a uh, psychic medium. Dominique, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. You.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, sorry, the applause might have cut you off. What was that?
1: No, saying thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Absolutely, and we are, we are excited to have you as well. I think you are the second, maybe third medium I've had on the show, and uh, it's always been a fascinating interview, so uh, once I'm again, so thank ex- you.
1: For- I'm so excited. Everybody in this line of work is a little different, so that's so cool that you're so open-minded about it. and That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, and I like to, uh, we have a, a wide-range variety of uh, listeners. So, yeah, a lot of people think we're just a political podcast. That's not absolutely true. (laughs) We changed it up uh, mid-year last year, so we do a lot of things, and uh, thank you for taking the time out. Since this is your, uh, Dominique, first time on the show, if you could just take a moment and uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your background, that'd be fantastic.
1: Okay, thank you. Um, So, my name is Dominique. I'm a professional psychic and medium. I've done this professionally for over 20 years, I've been this way sort of my whole life ever since I was a very small little girl. Um, I'm the, the wife of a veteran, the mother of a veteran, the daughter, the granddaughter of a veteran. So everything that's going on in the world and society as a whole is, is really important to me. And it's, it's, very, it's very cool that we get to be on a platform like this where it all kind of merges together. So we also homeschool my special needs son, who definitely has a few abilities that are kind of like mine, which is kind of fun, but we connect with clients one-on-one. We do group and gallery sessions of about two to 300 people. Um, We do expos, all sorts of stuff, connecting to people in the paranormal community. We do a lot of grief work. I'm also a a certified death doula. So we help people find peace and and comfort with their transition plans from this life to the next as well. So it's kind Uh of, it's great.
0: Amazing. Amazing. So you said you uh, realized it at a very young age. How how did you, I guess, what was your first experience? It had to be scary, right? The first time you realized that you had this gift.
1: To be completely honest, I, I, I've never not known it when I was a very little girl, like pre elementary school, little girl, I would see my guide. And to me, he was just like everybody else. And I would get very frustrated when he would be in the room and nobody would talk to him. And I would tell my mom, and at first she was like, oh, that's her friend, like her imaginary friend. And by the time I got a little older, like five or six, she realized quickly, oh, no, this is something different. And I have a very supportive family, and she got me every book, every lecture she could get me to. Um, she she would let me watch, like Sylvia Brown and James Von Prague and Chip Coffee when I was a little girl. It was a big, those are the big people back then. And um, so it to me, I've never known anything any different, really.
0: Now, is this uh, is this anybody else in your family, like uh, maybe her parents or your father's parents, uh, have this N- gift?
1: No, as far as we know, um, my family is, is rooted in in the South, and that's not really something that's really talked about a lot when I was when I was younger. It's kind of people are getting a little bit more open minded now, but when I was growing up, it was not really something they talked about. Um, as far as I know, no. But um, like I said, my son has special needs and we homeschool him because the public school system kind of crazy right now and it's a lot. And so um, we decided to homeschool him. And that's when we started realizing I'm recognizing things that he does that I did when I was little. And the way he communicates is very interesting. So I think he and I are the only ones right now. But I'm kind of a believer that everybody's born a little psychic. We all have this intuition. We just have to learn to listen to it and trust it and let it kind of lead the way.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I had a, uh, a gentleman on a while back last year and uh, he told me that it started out everybody in his family had a, uh, had this gift. He's mm-hmm. a, he was, he was a, uh considered himself just a, a medium, not, not so much a psychic. Right. And he said, uh, where they didn't use it, they lost it, and he ended absolutely. up being the only one that has it absolutely.
1: now. Absolutely, I'm I'm a firm believer. If you don't use it, you lose it, and that is I've watched it happen over and over again. Um, that's why a lot of people are like, you need to trust the kids' intuition. If they don't like somebody, pay attention, and that's absolutely true. Most of the time, small children are very intuitive. And by the time they hit, you know, seven to ten, you'll see it start to fizzle out, but it's not supported. It. And people don't talk about it and give them a chance to explore it. And I really think that shuts down a lot of incredibly talented people in our world. Absolutely.
0: Now, going, growing up and, and going through high school, I, I know you said you've never known anything else, but you, you had to realize that you had mm-hmm. something different than your buddies, right? So did that play yeah. any type of factors?
1: Yeah, absolutely. When I was in third grade, I walked up to my third grade teacher and I told her, I was like, your mom's okay. She's really proud of you. Like she's right here. She, she loves being in your classroom. And my third grade teacher called my mom and she's like, does she do this at home? And my mom had to kind of sit down. It's like, we don't, we don't talk about that at school. We can talk about it at home. We don't talk about it at school. So that's kind of when I realized, okay, something's different. Um, middle school and high school, I was doing like terror readings and stuff at like a local pizza shop. Like the I realized then it was a little different, but I mean, I wouldn't know. I, I would probably freak out one day if I woke up and it wasn't there. I would have no clue how to react. I, I would have no idea what to do with myself.
0: Okay. So really when you got into junior high and high school, it's not something that you would actually hide anymore, right? You were pretty open about it.
1: I was um, until I had children. When, once I had children, I went kind of private because You know, I didn't want other people to judge them off of what I did for a living. And um, we we were raised in a very southern religious rooted area, which is fantastic in its own way. But I didn't want them to be judged in a classroom. Um, But by the time my daughter hit high school, she would go in and tell my teachers and her friends, oh, my mom can talk to dead people. Oh, do you want a reading with my mom? And I was like, well, there goes that. I guess we're just going to step back into the public light now. So this is what we're doing.
0: kids are amazing <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely and now she's in the military serving in japan and she tells everybody like oh my gosh guess what my mom does and i'm like goodness girl like this is what we're gonna do okay so yeah
0: she's great oh, so so uh when you talk to her again so mm-hmm. that the kentucky guy and the red pill podcast wants to thank her for her services
1: i sure absolutely will. thank you i sure will she'll be calling uh, me after this i'm sure <laughs>
0: I love this country and, uh, you know, it just, uh, our, our men and women out there right now, especially they just do not get the praises that they deserve.
1: So absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're raised on a very large military base in the South. And so that's kind of all we know. And I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed and very lucky that we have, you know, such amazing people in our family and such amazing people in this country that support it and give us the option to talk about these things and the option and freedom to do these things. It's not always allowed. So it's absolutely lovely. I love it. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Right. And I'll tell you, um, if things keep going the way they are, they're one to take these rights away. Don't ever doubt it.
1: I, 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 I do not take a day for granted. That's for sure. I do not take a day for granted.
0: So it, let's talk a little bit of, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, go
0: ahead. I was going to say, let's talk a little bit about some of the services that I noticed that you offered. By the <laughs> way, I've been sneaking around your website, go a little digging. <laughs> go for it. And uh, so there is a uh, mediumship that you offer on there. And mm-hmm. it actually says that you talk to people who think they might have the gift. Uh, you, you help guide them or to find out if they do. Is that, is that, did I read that correctly?
1: Uh, yeah, we we connect with clients that want to connect with their loved ones that are crossed over for different reasons. But I also really work with individuals who want to grow their intuition, and sometimes they just need somebody to talk to to validate they're not crazy. Um, and it's it's really it's it's an interesting path to maneuver when you feel like your intuition is telling you something, but the world around you is like, no, you're crazy. Be quiet. Don't talk about that. So I try to always hold this like sacred space for people, no matter where they're at. I always try to meet my clients wherever they're at and whatever they need. My goal at the end of the day is to help you find your way through grief into healing. And if that means you want to just discuss about what gifts you think you have or what you're curious about growing, that's perfectly fine. I would, I love sharing space with people that are want to grow. So you mentioned
0: something that, that uh, I had wrote down and I'm glad you mentioned it. So I didn't forget about it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you mentioned help crossing over. Mm-hmm. What, what is that? Like I've talked to a couple, like I mentioned earlier, a couple different mediums. One, uh, did believe in uh, heaven and hell. The okay. other one did not. they just believed that we all go to the same place and uh, we actually keep, uh, reincarnating over and over until we get it right. Okay. So what, what's your thoughts?
1: Um, so I'm kind of somewhere in between. I do not believe that our creator, if you can call it God, you can call it spirit, whatever you want. I do not believe our great creator put created us just to punish us. I have not had, had any situations over my 20 years where somebody shows me absolutely in a terrible, terrible place. Um, I do believe that when we cross over, we have a whole other set of lessons we have to learn. Sometimes people want to come back and sometimes people just stay there. I always refer to it as just the beyond. Um, Depending on kind of your beliefs on it, I don't believe that heaven is one cut and dry picture. I believe that we sort of, um, there's a belief or a theory called the collective consciousness where pretty much we can create whatever we want on the other side and whatever that looks like to you. If it's a woman that wants all of her kids and all of her family in one place, that's what she's going to create. Um, I think it's a fantastic theory. I, I, I can't say it's wrong. I'm not going to say it's right, but I do believe that on the other side we are on, we just continue on with our lessons, but I do believe that we are all connected with like a silver thread, and the people that you are connected to, that you want to be connected to on the other side, our souls will recognize ourselves and recognize those that we care about and those that we're connected to. I do not believe that the shells, our bodies that we are walking around in today are going to be the ones we're walking around in after we cross over. We are just souls having a human experience. This is just this is just the car we're cruising in this time around. Um, but I do believe in a greater power. I do believe that we are all connected And I do believe on the other side that we continue to grow and evolve. That's why, that's why intuition is so important because our souls and our, they have lifetimes of experience and so much knowledge and our human minds cannot truly wrap around all of that information. But I think it's done that way by design. Um, I think we are sitting here to have experiences and learn lessons. And whenever that happens, we cross over the next side and we keep going. Hopefully that explains it a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, quite a bit. Uh, you said uh, collection of uh, a collect-
1: consciousness. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, uh, actually, the uh, one of the gentlemen that I had on this show wrote a book, and that was the name of it. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love. Yeah, that. I was. I was just trying to. Uh, as soon as you said that, I said, "Whoa! I need to find out what his name was." But I'll get it and I'll give it to you later. But, yeah, yeah uh, that is uh, just amazing that you said that. Now, I do remember in this conversation I had with him, uh, he didn't believe that there was a devil or Lucifer, Satan. Uh, what he believed was, uh, and you know, I know you guys believe different on this, and that's fine. That's great. That's why I'm asking. That's why I have a variety of different guests on the show. Uh, he believed in uh, like extraterrestrial beings, and like we kind of formed from there. Uh, what's your thoughts on that?
1: I do not believe that there is a very angry little red man that's going to yell at us for the rest of eternity. I do not believe in that picture of the other side. You know what I mean? Um, I I do believe in, in, in aliens, if that's what you want to call them, because I think it's very egotistical for humans to believe that we are the only intelligent creation in all of the world and all of the galaxies and all the universes. I think that's very egotistical as a, like as a human race to think, Oh, we're it. We're the best of the best. This is all there is. Um, I don't picture it as little green men though. I feel like it's, it's just part of something bigger and different. Um, I'd love that we can all have different perspectives and that's the only way we can grow and we can evolve because that's our job, right? We're not supposed to have the same thoughts, about things that we did 20 years ago, or 10 years ago, or six months ago, we're supposed to constantly be learning and growing and evolving. And I love getting different perspectives from different people. That's one of my favorite things about this job is I get to work beside practitioners and paranormal investigators and religious leaders. And I love getting their different perspectives. And I like that. So I mean, even if it's not for me, I love their perspective. And it gives me something else to like, think about and consider and I absolutely love that.
0: So I know that uh, you know, you've been doing it for two decades. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. I know you can't mention any by name, of course. But can you kind of tell us maybe some interesting clients that you've had in the past or some experiences where you are like, wow, that sticks out?
1: I actually have a collection of clients that have signed releases because they want their family members or friends' stories being told. Um, we're working on two books that are releasing this summer, like back-to-back, because, back, you know, go big or go well, home. I, that's kind well, of definitely
0: <laughs> I definitely want you back on Yeah, when, when your books are released.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, some of the wildest ones, um, hands down, I just posted about it today on my social media, was um, a friend of mine. Well, she's a friend now. She was a client to begin with, and her father had passed over. And they had all been told her mother her, her and her sister were all told he was killed by a very prominent serial killer in the 80s in Michigan. And during the session, all he kept showing me was this little yellow toolbox in the back seat. And they were like, that doesn't make any sense. I understand the car. I understand the location. I do not know what the toolbox means. Um, and they came back to me two or three times after that. And then one day I got a phone call and she said, are you sitting down? And I'm like, well, yeah, what's going on? And she said, um, She was taught she was listening to a true crime podcast actually, and she said we figured it out and I called them and they put the pieces together and the man that actually murdered him was the last name was Tool. And as soon as she connected that piece and told me, it's like a whirlwind came in and the toolbox disappeared out of the back of the car. It all he has never been back to me ever again. He has never tried to connect with me again. And we like put the pieces of his own murder together and it was probably one of the wildest experiences for me. Um, we've done missing children. We have, um, we've worked with individuals who who have been run away, children have run away and we've been able to work with them. Um, we've had some really incredible situations. We also have connected absolutely one of my favorite clients. It was the first larger gallery reading I did. And she's a very, very Christian, strong faith woman. And I, I, I love people who have such strong faith, whatever it is. And she said, this is not my thing, but this is my space and I'm opening up to my friends. And I was like, okay. Two hours in, I kept seeing this figure run back and forth behind her, but she would look different. Every time this energy ran by, she would have like a different outfit and crazy hair. and But I could tell it was the same soul. I, I don't know if that makes sense. I could tell it was the same energy, but they just looked very different. And when I was packing up, I walked over and I was like, I never do this and I'm so sorry, but I have to tell you what I'm seeing. And I explained to her what I seen. I was like, this girl's going by with like green hair and fishnets. And then she'll come back by with purple hair and like polka dots. And she broke down sobbing. And she's like, that's my daughter. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm very sorry. And she said, no, don't be sorry. She said um, she was nonverbal in life. She had special needs. And um, she was in her 30s. And she was completely nonverbal. And every day she would come out of her room dressed in the wildest, craziest outfits. Because that's how she wanted to go out that day. And to this day, she is one of my most faithful clients. Years later, she's one of my most faithful clients. And I utterly adore her. And she's a big reason I'm writing my book is because of her and her daughter.
0: Yeah, that's so uh, that. That's great. Go ahead.
1: It's wild. I love it.
0: <laughs> so I, I would say that you meet a lot of uh, interesting uh, folks in your line of work
1: yeah I love that doesn't matter your nationality, race, creed, gender I don't care like we meet the coolest people
0: now when I look at uh, something I, I seen that I wanted to ask you about and that was let's see what is what did that say oh here it is um, using our voice to heal uh, is one of your mottos uh, can you explain explain that a little bit?
1: I believe there's power in people telling their stories. And when you just hold space for somebody, that they're not required to do anything. There's no expectation. You just hold that sacred space for them. And you sit with them and you allow them to tell their story. It gives them the opportunity to begin to heal. Grief is such a wild, traumatic thing that we all experience through our lives. and Grief touches absolutely everyone. And everybody thinks there's this little like timeline of what grief is supposed to feel like and look like and it's just absolutely insane that's not possible um so I think it's really important to allow people to go through their stories to share their stories and their experiences and my goal at the very end of every single session I don't care if I only did this one time in my life or thousands by the end of our time together I want my clients to be able to begin their healing. That's my only goal at the end of this. Um, I can't heal anybody. Nobody can heal anyone else. It's, It's up to you to work out how to begin your healing. But I want to help you start maneuvering through your grief. And that way you can begin your healing process. Grief never goes away. We just learn to process it and live with it every day. And I I compare grief to a wave. Sometimes it will knock you down and take your breath away and suck you under. And then other times just kind of like lapping at your feet and you can kind of walk around with it. But it changes every day. Day to day, it can be different. And the pain doesn't go away. We just learn to carry it differently. Um, But that's always my goal is I want to share space with people to help them find their way through their grief to begin their healing. That's always my number one goal.
0: Excellent. And, uh, also I seen on there that you, there's fears that can come up, uh, when you're trying to use our voice.
1: Uh, I
0: seen that on a, I think another show, uh, that you were on that you were talking about that. And I loved your concept on that. Can you go ahead and talk about that a little bit?
1: And what was it? I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Uh,
0: that fears that actually, you know, fears oh, yes. that come up when using your voice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Being vulnerable and raw is scary. Like that's hard. Like it's it's absolutely intimidating. Um, I think when, when you go into a space to uh, literally almost every client I have, when I walk into their space, you can feel, I mean, you don't have to be a psychic or a medium to feel it. Like when you walk into a room, you can feel like the absolute fear and anxiety and worry pouring off of someone. And, um, I think that really opens a space for someone to really dive in and really get into their grief and really dig into what's under it. Too often we try to put a band-aid over and be like, no, we're fine. No, we're fine. It's okay. Yeah, I know, it's sad. It happened ten years ago. But when you really dig into it, it's it's a lot of emotion. It's not always pretty. It's not it's not gentle. It's it's one of those things that As humans, we feel like we shouldn't react this way. Or, oh, well, my husband died five years ago. I shouldn't still be upset. I should move on. And no, like, that's absolutely not. Absolutely not. We have to to walk through those things. You have to move through them. It's a process.
0: Yeah, I mean, how could you put a time limit on grief? I agree 100%. Uh, Monday, I think it was Monday. Or, no, not Monday, but uh, Sunday. May 23 years, I got a pop-up on Facebook that my mother passed away. I still, I still grieve for her sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so nobody can put a time limit on something like that.
1: And it's wild to me when, um, my dear sister, I absolutely, I love my dear sister. That was another wild situation and story and reading we had, but her husband was lost in a military plane crash. And as she would try to find her new normal in her life with her children and you know continue living like that's what we 're supposed to do we 're supposed to live for our loved ones that are passed over we're not supposed to sit down and just you know die beside them we're supposed to keep living and the amount of of kickback that she got and the attitude and the judgment because she didn't grieve in the way she was supposed to and i'm like that's not that's not how it works that's not there's no right or wrong. To anything. not As long as you're not hurting you and you're not hurting somewhere else, you're not doing anything wrong. You can fast, slow, backpedal, unlearn it, relearn it, do it all over again, realize that's wrong too for you. Go back and do it again. And that's okay. That's totally okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, everybody deals with, and not just grief, but all types of different emotions. Yeah. We deal with them different. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, and and I understand. My mother passed away um, eight years—would be nine years ago this summer—and it was very traumatic and very out of the blue. And it totally took us all by surprise, me included. Absolutely took me by surprise. And some days I will still pick up the phone to call her and be like, "Oh, well, if she picks up, we're going to have a bigger problem. So let's not do that." Um, When my dad passed away, I will look outside and like, "Oh, where's he at this morning?" Because his truck's not there. Like it's one of those things you just you know they're always with you there's no time frame or time period or right or wrong way to, to process it and it's a forever part of you and that's that's part of what makes us experience the human emotions and good bad ugly all of it we're supposed to experience all of it
0: yeah I think so too I think we're supposed to just um uh, like you said go through it all yeah and that's that's part of the healing process oh, absolutely uh, yeah and it's funny you mentioned that. uh you start to call your mom and so forth uh, sometimes because at my, uh, my dad's house, my dad's, I still have him. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I go there, when I used to go there to visit and she was living, they had this little crack in the window and she would always sit at the kitchen table, which is in the back of the house, but you could see it through that window. Mm-hmm. I find myself 90% of the time looking through that little window still today.
1: Yeah, just looking just making sure just check in I do the same thing. We built my home right next to my dad So I could take care of him. That's what i'm supposed to do, right? Like that's 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 what in my opinion That was my job and I loved it and it was such an honor to take care of him and to this day like years later I will pull out of my driveway and I will automatically look on his porch to see you know That's where he would sit in the morning have a cup of coffee and like throw his hand up at me when I would drive by So I totally get it. Absolutely. And that's Okay To me, those are just signs that they are still around, that they were part of our existence. And I'm a firm believer if that that they are always with us. I I love, I love, love, love when I get to talk to a client and I'm like, oh, they're showing me this. And they're like, holy cow, my mom did that all the time. Like there's it was it's not a big like thing, it's not always a big monumental moment. It's the little things that I normally get messages from their loved ones, and I share with them. And to me, those are the most powerful, in my opinion. Those are the most powerful for me.
0: Right now, on one of uh, one of your other services, I noticed, uh that you offer is psychic readings. Yeah. So when we can read a lot into that because it, it actually means several different things. I've noticed Absolutely. when doing these uh, shows when you when you use that as uh, one of your uh offers that you do for people what are you what kind of psychic greeting is that is it cards or
1: so so this is how a lot of people think a psychic and a medium are the same thing and they're not and and i can obviously tell just by talking to you you know they're very different and i love that so many people assume a psychic medium can do this and that and i'm like no they're they're different (laughs) some are a psychic is not necessarily is not a medium but a medium can be a psychic um Not all psychics can connect to the other side. So I offer both because not everyone is comfortable or want to connect with somebody on the other side. So we offer a psychic reading as something different. That's where you can ask questions about past, present, future, financial situations, work, family decisions, whatever. Um, I don't need cards or anything else. I do have a scratch pad. I think on my website there's a picture of it somewhere. But it's just like a scratch pad. And I will kind of use that. And it kind of helps focus the thoughts in a little bit. Um, I do have clients that particularly want tarot readings or bone readings or whatever. And if they ask for that service, I will absolutely use that during their psychic reading if that's what they want. It's not necessary. Normally, I just kind of open myself up. Um, I work as an open kind of conduit. Not everybody does that. Sometimes people work on a closed channel which pretty much means you only allow in the person you reach out for or the energy you reach out for an as an open channel. Like I do, I kind of open it up and I see what, what wants to come forward. And that's normally what, that's normally how we get the answers to questions that people are asking. So there is a difference. The psychic, you can ask questions. We will get you validation and answers and some clarity and maybe some guidance. A mediumship is connecting with someone that has crossed over and you are looking for whatever connection with them.
0: Gotcha. And then what is a combo reading?
1: A combo is where you get both. Um, it's I normally spend about half and half, but really it's whatever they want to do. It's their time. Um, I normally open up and I see what comes up organically. And almost always a client will have one member of their family or one friend or one loved one that has crossed over that will kind of step in. I always lovingly mm. refer to them as their, their gatekeeper i'm like oh this is your gatekeeper today they are going to be the ones that bring in other people for you they will be the ones that send the information to me normally i will get images like it's almost it starts out almost like a still like photograph and then they start moving faster or i will get symbols and have to decipher them but a combo reading is you get a psychic reading and a mediumship reading in one i realized years ago that some want one without the other so i'm Again, I met my clients where they were at and what they needed. And so I offered, I gave them whatever they wanted, if they want psychic, medium, or both.
0: How, how often do you run into, when you're doing these readings, uh, or actually more, this would be more in your uh, mediumship, mm-hmm. uh, when you're with a client and you come across loved ones who won't cross over until they get something off their mind to that lo- the living loved one. Have you ever run across anything like that, or
1: ab- absolutely? Um, and it's not always that they're stuck here. I have had I have run into souls that are stuck that don't know that they have passed, and that they don't understand why. Like maybe somebody's in their house, and they get very frustrated. That's where you'll see a lot of the more aggravated um, activity in someone's home or their space, where things get broken, things get moved around, people feel intimidated. Those are that's normally when that happens is when somebody feels stuck. Or they have that residual energy there. And they don't understand. That's not as common as like Hollywood wants to make it out to be. It's really not. Now a big part of souls that have crossed over. That have regrets. they Almost everybody has a regret. Or they want closure. Or they want to apologize. It happens all the time. Several times a week it happens. And normally once that message is delivered. It helps them ease into their transition. It can be because time is very it's it's not really what our what our human brains think time is very very flexible on the other side um to us what may seem like a decade is just a drop in the bucket on the other side um so like like I've had a client recently whose mother passed away, and there was a lot of abuse and a lot of um addiction around them, and the mother came in and immediately wanted to apologize and just say how sorry she was and how she, she could only do what she could do or she only knew what she could know was what the words that she kept saying. And um, once her daughter forgave her, you could definitely feel her begin, her mother who had already crossed, crossed over begin that healing a little bit more. You could feel it like a light, like she just felt lighter, I guess, but it does help them greatly. I do not believe that there's no healing and growing if somebody doesn't get a message here for them, but I also tell my clients, you don't need me to talk to your loved ones. Talk to them. You're allowed to laugh. You're allowed to tell jokes with them. You're allowed to be mad at them. You're allowed to cry and be angry and want to know why. You can do that. You do not need me. You can sit in your kitchen and be like, why did you have to do that? Why did you have to make that decision when you know it was like, why? You can do that. And that is okay. Because that is... That helps them so much on the other side. It genuinely helps them so, so much. Um, most of the time when people cross over, their biggest worry is, did the people I know or the people I love, did they know I loved them? And did I make a difference? Those are normally the, what I see happening or come through from them regularly. And um, when they realize that, hey, I've not forgotten. Hey, I made a difference in this person's life and they knew I loved them. That's, those are really the most important aspects, hands down, the most important aspects.
0: Yeah. You see what, what the thing with me is I, I shudder to think that once I leave here, that I'm going to still remember things, you know, people and things from here, because I we'll always look forward to having, finally having peace <laughs> Oh, you know, once, uh, once we leave here. So uh, that's, that's the thing that, you know, it amazes me when i hear other mediums talk about that as well as no you'll still have regrets and this and that and but it's uh, not you know. the
1: same it's it's totally not the same totally not the same you can look back and be like i wish i could change that i hope that they know that i did what i could do and i and that soul knows but it's very different it's a different perspective um let me try to explain it this way i imagine like we are on a street And there's a car accident that happens 10 blocks down. We have no idea that it even happened. We have no idea why, what caused it in the aftermath. People that have crossed over have a different perspective. They're standing on the top of a 20-foot building looking down. They're like, oh, that guy is not paying attention and he is going to rear in that car, which is going to cause that car to hit the curb and hit that truck. And that's what causes it. They see it from a totally different perspective and it's, it's just part of their, They're like, that's my human experience. That's not what I carry. It's not like the guilt and regret that a human carries. It's totally different. Totally, totally different. I promise. I, I promise. So it's,
0: it's, it's more uh, scientific, it sounds like, then.
1: Okay. Oh, I, I definitely think that evolution beyond is a very, ha, has a lot of scientific aspects to it. Absolutely.
0: Wow. Just uh, just amazing. Every time I have one of you all on, it's uh Just another learning experience.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad. I love that. I love that. So what I'd
0: like to do now, uh, before we run out of time, is uh, any of your social media, your website, uh, how people can get in touch with you and maybe even, uh, you know, get a reading or or what have you. i am like to turn it over to you right now to give all that stuff out so our audience knows how to uh, get in contact with you if they'd like.
1: Absolutely. It's very simple. It's Dominique O'Gorman um, It has straight links to all my socials. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I am even on TikTok, which is crazy to me. Um, you can email me. We do psychic work, medium work. I'm going to be at the Para Unity Expo in November with people like Ghost Hunters and Chip Coffee and Destination Fear. And it's an incredible lineup out there. I'm just, I'm so excited. We do have our death doula work. If anybody has questions about that, they're more than welcome to email me or shoot me a message. And I i love to talk to people about it. So at any time at all. So just dominicogorman.com. All the links are right there. You can just click them and they'll take you right to me.
0: Uh, so one last question. Cause uh, after hearing that, <laughs> oh. uh, when we were 2020, a lot of people had to adapt and do different things because, you just couldn't get together. There was right. rules and policies. Right. Did that change your business more to virtual or? Yeah, I, I know. I know. Did mine?
1: I was forced to do a lot of virtual stuff, and I repel technology on such a serious level. It's so bad, but I think it was kind of a blessing in its own way. i because now I'm able to. I have clients in Japan. I have clients in Belgium. I have clients all over the United States, and that would not have been possible if. Um, the world shutting down wouldn't have happened. So it kind of, it's like, no, we're going to force you to grow in different ways. We're going to get you out of your comfort zone because, you know, we don't grow in our comfort zones. We have to get out of our comfort zones to grow. So I think um, the world in 2020 shutting down temporarily um, forced me to get outside of my comfort zone and embrace technology. And because of that, I have hundreds of clients I would have never had, ever, ever, ever had. So it's really great.
0: Yep, I definitely understand that uh, point of view because uh, it definitely kicked our butt and made us realize uh, technology, you use it or go out of business. You're going to go out of business.
1: <laughs> you're going to get swallowed up by it if you do not embrace it. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, uh, Dominique, once again, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I do appreciate uh, everything that you offer. I think you brought a lot of value to the show. And I'm <laughs> um, glad people now know how to get a hold of you, our audience members, if they'd like. So. Uh, thanks, and once you do release uh, your first book or if you release them simultaneously, uh by the way, good luck with that because I released the book last year, and oh, I thought it was going to be so much easier than what it
1: was. <laughs> oh gosh, I know I'm so scared. We have a grief workbook coming out in June, and then my book on my personal life and experiences called "Are we Dead yet Living Beyond Death is coming out in August, so I have a little gap between them to try to breathe, and I'm excited and scared and it's thrilled and humbled and all the things at one time so yes absolutely my,
0: my only advice uh, that i wish i would somebody would have told me was find an editor oh, okay. writing the book was easy for me right the editing i did my own editing oh my lord that took forever
1: yeah, that's I yeah, I finally had to cave in and and start searching myself cuz so I was like this is not going to go well. I need different eyes on it. Besides just a few people, I need like professional eyes that are unbiased looking in at this. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> but uh as I was saying, yeah, when you release that in June, we'd love to have you back on so you can promote the book I- and tell the audience a little bit about it.
1: Thank you. I look forward to it. This is going to be so much fun.
0: All right, folks, so you've been listening to the Red Pill Current News
1: Podcast.
0: I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy, and as always, God bless and God bless America. Thank you all.